0: Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Kadasu's Corner. My name is Kadasu from Team We Tried, and recently, uh, in a lot of our recent recordings, we've been talking a lot about uh, going on YouTube, and finally our first animated video is on YouTube. It's called Up and Comers. I'm going to have a link in the description, so check it out. Um, yeah, we're going to start doing YouTube a lot more regularly, or we're going to try to, so make sure you check that out. Don't forget like our video on YouTube, subscribe, and if you like that, you're gonna like a lot of what we're posting out. But if you already listen to what we do here, a lot of what we do on Team We Tried on Anchor is gonna transfer over to YouTube. Up and Comers is just one of the projects we have coming up. Today, I'm gonna start a little mini series and I'm gonna talk about that a bit more, but don't forget Team We Tried on YouTube. Don't forget to stay connected. Welcome guys, this is Karasu from Team We Tried, and today is the very first episode of a little series I'm doing called Pokemon Timeline. Uh, in the background, I've been planning on doing a lot of different things for Team We Tried. And this is one of the things that I think I want to do most of all. I've never played through all of the Pokemon games. I've I've only played certain ones. And I'll talk about my history. With Pokemon, maybe in a, def- a different episode. But the point of Pokemon Timeline is to play through each of the games, not all of the games, but at least one per region, and try to build a complete timeline, hence the title. So I'm starting off through Kanto, and I'm not going to pl- be playing all the games in each generation, specifically because. Pokemon Gen 1 games and Gen 2 are... They're slow. And they're Sinnoh slow. <laughs> Something that I hope the, the new Sinnoh games is going to correct. Um, Because those are physically... Jeez. No. And the idea is to be playing... One game per gen, uh, per region... Not per generation. If I did it by generation... I would be playing Pokemon Silver or Pokemon Gold or Crystal instead of HeartGold and SoulSilver. But I'm going to be looking into those games anyways cuz the idea is to build a complete timeline of all the events in the Pokemon games or as many as I decide to do. So, the main the main series regions are Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sino, Unova, Kalos, Alola, and Galar is the new one. I'm not doing Galar yet. I might do that in the future. (laughs) Who knows? I'm just playing with what I have. And I don't have a Switch. And I'm going into... I'm transferring colleges. I'm going to be living on campus in the fall. So we'll see what happens. I might get a Switch by then. And then get Sword or Shield. And maybe Let's Go. And maybe Shining. Or Shining Diamond or Brilliant Pearl. Or is it Brilliant Pearl and Shining? One of the cinema remakes. (laughs) We'll see. And we'll see if I throw in some of the side series games. Through research or through emulators or whatever. We'll see. The point is... This is my introduction to Pokemon Timeline. It is my goal to play and make as complete of a timeline as possible. Uh, So I guess this being the intro, this is a great place to start for Kanto games and explain why I'm picking which game I'm playing for the Kanto games. That being, I'm playing Pokemon Yellow, the fourth version game of generation 1 games. I say fourth version game because, yes in America it's considered third version. But that is not the case. In fact it is a fourth version. And I'll explain what I mean by third and fourth versions in a second. Pokemon as a franchise has always released its main games in pairs. Why? Because then you have to get the other game to complete the Pokedex. It's a great, I think it's great because if you have a friend who has one version and you have another version, you can have a little rivalry, compete, see who finishes game first, things like that. You'll have someone to trade with. And in the case of my favorite gen, a uh, gen 5, some of the cities and locations are physically different. So you get to compare and contrast and it's a lot of fun. However, there are third version games which have kind of the best of both worlds um they they stopped that in gen 5 when they came out with sequels but gens 1 through 4 they've come out with third versions now a bit of history the original pokemon games released in japan are pokemon red and pokemon green versions uh with their mascots being the final evolution Of their start Pokemon. Red version having Charizard. And green version having uh, Venusaur. A bit more of trivia. A little fun fact is that. Red and green were also the names of the protagonist and his rival. And a lot of you are familiar with the alternate Gary. Being named Blue. And I'll get to that in a second. But red and green were the original the first two versions. The first two, specifically. Now, the first third version came about with Pokemon Blue version in Japan. And Pokemon Blue version had a lot of Pokemon that weren't available in either version, and had Pokemon that were available in one version or the other. Its mascot was Blastoise. And I'm mentioning the mascots especially because, uh, one, it was three games with three different colors, um, each color being representative of one of the three starters, red, fire, charizard, green, grass, venusaur, blue, water, blastoise. So each of the mascots and the colors kind of lined up. Um, Obviously, each game has a cover mascot. But, you know, I lost my train of thought. This sucks. (laughs) But talking about Pokemon Blue version, it was the first. um... Oh, mascots were important. I remember my train of thought. It sucks even more (laughs) because I'm not editing this out. No, but hear me out. The reason the mascots are important is because of marketing. Now, when you talk to someone about their favorite Kanto starters, probably going to be Charizard. Charizard is the most popular and has received the, the most love. When Mega Evolution came out, it was one of the two only Pokemon to receive two Mega Forms, depending on if you got Pokemon X or Pokemon Y. Mewtwo was the other, and it's also... If not the most popular Gen 1 Pokemon. The other two starters. Blastoise and Venusaur also got um, Mega Evolutions. That's great. But they didn't receive two like Charizard. When Dynamax was introduced in the Galar games. Charizard was the only one. Until the DLCs came out. The only one of the cancel starters to receive a Dynamax. Form. And then the DLC corrected that. And gave Blastoise and Venusaur. a, A Dynamax form as well. Now why this is important. Because when the games came to America. Pokemon Red. Came in. And that was honestly. You know that was a given. Eventually the games would come here. And. Pokemon Red. Having its most popular starter as a mascot was a given. But they didn't have a Pokemon Green in America. They had Pokemon, or we, I live in America, hi, represent. We had Pokemon Blue as our counterpart game. Not Pokemon Green. Pokemon Blue. Why? Because Blastoise is more popular than Venusaur. I think it's a marketing thing, and that's why we didn't get Pokemon Green, but you know, that's just me. Eventually we would get remakes for um, Gen 3, and these remakes would be Fire Red and Leaf Green as as a nod to the original Japanese titles Red and Green. We'd also see this represented in Pokemon Go's recent Kanto Tour, where you got red or green version. I did red. Um, My friend Mr. Shrimp, he's also on team we tried. He did green. And we did this with friends. And we had a little fun trying to see who collected more shinies and things like that. Uh, We're going to talk about that in our recording. I think tomorrow. I believe so, but back to the history lesson, there was no aqua blue version, obviously, because blue was a third version game, and the cancer remakes didn't get a third version. Now in America, Pokemon Yellow came out as a third version, but it originally came out in Japan as the fourth Pokemon game, why I call it a fourth version. And it was because people complained that a lot of the Pokemon sprites weren't like the ones they saw on in the anime on TV. So, Pokemon Yellow with mascot Pikachu uh, was a way to correct this and to make a lot of the Pokemon look more like what they appear on in the anime. So a lot of the sprites were changed up to look more like the TV show. A lot more... Uh, you had Pikachu following you around, just like Pikachu followed Ash around in the anime. And Team Rockets Jesse and James appeared in Pokemon Yellow. Something that doesn't happen in red, green, or blue. And this is why I'm picking Pokemon Yellow version. Because it's got a little more um it's got a little more of that into the games and put into the games. And battling Jesse and James sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> So why not? Now that's why I'm picking Pokémon Yellow. And I'm a little nervous. The reason I'm nervous is because I'm not giving I'm not given a choice in starters. And I don't get any of the starters until a little into the game. Not until after I beat Brock. So I'm going to have to strategize, and I'll talk a lot more about that when it starts. But that was the introduction. I hope you guys enjoy Pokemon Timeline. Here we go. Welcome to episode one of Pokemon Timeline. I've explained what it is in the introduction, so I'm just going to jump straight into it. I'm Karasu, your host from Team We Tried. And don't forget... Team We Tried has our very first animated video on YouTube. And it took us a while because of scheduling, because this is our very first time um, editing videos and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little fun. Uh, go watch Up and Comers on Team We Tried. Like the video, subscribe to our channel, because we're going to have a lot more on there. And we're going to do a lot less on Anchor. That being said, we're jumping straight into Pokémon timelines, Pokémon Yellow version, um my playthrough through Kanto. And uh we start off right away uh introducing introducing the professor. All of this is hindsight. I've I've just played through it and these are my immediate thoughts as I'm playing th- right after as I'm playing through. So Jeez, I pace a lot while I record. I used to walk home from work and record, and I'd promise not to do that, and I'd promise not to pace. But I feel like I do a lot more as I'm as I'm pacing my thoughts flow a bit better. We start off with Professor Oak introducing the world of Pokemon. And we get to introduce, or we get to name our main character. I name him Lucien, which is my go-to. And I'm going to name most of the characters Lucien, for simplicity's sake. I'm going to try to change it up for some of, but not all of, the, the, the games. But it is what it is. It's my go-to. Um, honestly, most of them are going to be called Lucian, so that I can transfer them to other games and still have Lucian be the original trainer. That's that's it, and since it's my go-to name for for Pokemon main characters, that's what it's going to be for a lot of the games, it's, and this one more so. So here we go. We also get to intro- uh, name our rival, and I name him Oberon. Oberon being the king of fairies in A Midsummer Night's Dream from Shakespeare. And Shakespearean lore is something that I love. So, I'm naming him Oberon. And immediately it goes off just like any other Kanto game. You go into Tall Grass. Professor Oak is like, hey, you can't do that. You don't have a Pokemon. So come here into my lab. And I'm dragged. Into his lap. I'm pretty sure it's kidnapping. Because I cannot control my character. At all. I'm forced to follow him. And. I don't remember if this is how it goes in the other games. Sorry. Eating grapes. Grapes are delicious. Um, but one thing I noticed right away is. He's like. Well. Grandson. Oberon. What are you doing here? I told you to come later. There's only one Pokeball on the table, and it has an Eevee, which is meant to be my starter. And the other Kanto games being uh, Pokemon Red, Green, Yellow, and then the Gen 3 remakes Fire Red, Leaf Green. There are three Pokeballs. So it makes sense that Oberon is there. I believe in those games, he's like, oh, what are you doing here? You told me to come so I can get a starter. And it makes sense to have him get one at the same time as I do. Because there's two of us and three Pokemon. We can definitely get a starter at the same time. But in yellow version, there's only one Pokeball. My rival was supposed to be there later to get his starter. Because he would have that Pokemon ready later. However, there's only one Pokeball, one Pokemon here now for me to take. And he's like, well, okay, you can just sit around and wait. And as I go to get the Pokeball, the rival, you call him Blue, you call him Gary, I call him Oberon. The douche, the asshole, kicks me out of the way and takes what is meant to be my starter. I would have started with an Eevee. I cannot now. <sighs> He's an ass. But Professor Oak, being the kind-hearted person he is, instead of scolding his grandson, uh he says, "Here, why don't you just take the Pokéball that I the Pokémon that I just caught, which is a Pikachu." And normally I don't go into like Dark theories, without going into more detail. This is a gem one game. So as you know, our protagonist, his father is gone. Um, our rivals, prota- our rivals' parents, neither of them is there. It's his older sister at their house, and Professor Oak, who is watching over both of them, I think. And the protagonist's mom, which is watching over me, Lucian. Hi. Oh. My player. Hi. Oh. Um, But it brings up a theory that is, should commonly be well known. Should be. That is the Pokemon War Theory. I'm going to go a bit more into this with Lieutenant Surge when I get to him. But, this is also a war that goes, I believe... They talk about a war in Kalos. They do. I'm not sure if they talk about it in the Galar games. If there's a war mentioned. I haven't played the Galar games at all. So I can't connect my dark theory there. But. Professor Oak needs to learn to control his grandson. Because the parents aren't there. So he is the guardian. Who should be correcting his rude ass child? <laughs> Nonetheless, I get Pikachu and I name it Pika. I am super, super proud of that nickname. So original. Pika the Pikachu. That's my starter. And <laughs> I love the introduction of this game. All the things that happened at the very beginning. There's no story. There's no story. It's, you know, we go to, um,. Not Viridian Forest. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm drawing a blank. This is very bad. I'm an idiot. We go to Viridian City. Go to the PokeMart. Get the parcel for Professor Oak, go back, he gives us a Pokedex, and at this point I expected to get Pokeballs, because you gotta learn to catch Pokemon. And he doesn't give us any Pokeballs. I did not expect this, and to be honest, I didn't pay attention. I kinda mindlessly clicked through it and got my Pokedex and left. I mean, I guess I should rewind and tell you guys about the very first battle against my rival, in which I took him down swiftly and justly, that Evie and I could have been friends. Now it is my mortal enemy. For shame. For shame. But I don't pick up on that, and I go straight to the route right before Victory Road. I believe it's Route 22. Route 22, Route 22. I'm going to say Route because it feels a lot better. But it's Route. Don't correct me. Correct me. Either way, it's fine. That being said, I'm looking for a specific Pokemon. See, I'm going to have trouble with Brock. Because Brock has always given me trouble. When I played Leaf Green version, I went up against him with a Charmander. Dumbest idea ever. I did it anyways. But I have a Pikachu. Instead of doing not very effective damage, I do no damage. Pikachu's an Electric-type, which can't touch his Ground-type Pokemon. And it's so dumb. And I'll tell you why. Rock is a Rock-type specialist. And all the Rock-type Pokemon in Kanto are also Ground-type. Rock-type I believe I could do not very effective damage to with an Electro-type. I could be wrong. But I do absolutely nothing to a Ground-type. Zero, Zilch, Nada. No. Nothing at all. Which means Pikachu is useless. I could catch a Rattata and do not very effective damage and that's not great. I could catch a Pidgey and do not very effective damage and then he can hit me for a super effective attack. No. No, 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 no. So I have options in Pokemon Yellow. And these options I like a lot better. See, in this generation, there's no abilities. So I can't hope to hit him with Static and paralyze him. I can't hit with Thunder Wave and paralyze I don't have any way to poison. No, 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 I can't burn him. Status effects will not save me here. But super effective damage will. There are two Pokemon that can do super effective damage. Male Nidoran and Mankey. And if I go just south, not south, west of Viridian City, heading to Victory Road, I can catch Pokemon. And there, I can catch Mankey, I can catch male and female Nidoran, I can catch Spiro, I believe. And my, my god, I'm excited, because if I get a Pokemon with a fighting type move, I can hit him for super effective damage. So clearly... I have one goal in mind and it's not the super it's not the fighting type pokemon. And here's why. Yes, Mankey would do super effective damage with low kick, which is amazing. And it would get stab same type attack bonus, which would make its low kick even stronger. But I'm not expecting to use a primate in my playthrough. I am going for Nidoran, which is a poison type. But at level 12, learns fighting uh, a fighting type move, Double Kick, which hits for super effective damage and hits two times every time it hits. And I'm excited. Here I can catch po- um, Pokemon between level two and level four. And there's a rival battle. It's optional, but I need the money, and I need experience. So I decide I'm gonna catch a Nidoran, a male Nidoran, and then teach it Double Kick, fight Brock, evolve it as soon as possible into Nidorano. Go to Mount Moon, evolve it into Nidor King. Have amazing stats before my second gym. And I'm excited because Nero King has, I believe, the most versatile moveset in all of the game. It can learn, every, I believe, 12 out of the 15 available types for moves. And that's super exciting. It means I I could potentially have coverage for every single match. Every single major match in this game. And again, super amazing stats for Nidoking before Misty, the second gym leader. I just have to beat the first gym leader. Finding a Nidoran took me a while, and when I did, I realized I had no Pokeballs. Remember, I thought Professor Oak had given me some, but no. So I go back, and I buy Pokeballs. It's not a big deal. So I go, look around for a Nido, a Nidoran. And I'm hoping for a level 4 Nidoran, because it's going to take a while to get to level 12. There's a lot of grinding, there aren't a lot of trainers between myself and Brock. I need as much experience as possible. It's not life or death, but... Beating the first gym leader, I need every advantage I can get when my starter does nothing. Actually, in hindsight, probably should have caught Mankey to have a backup. It would have been helpful. It would have been nice. I I didn't. You hear me closing the window right now. Um, It's getting dark, so... You know, close the windows, don't let anyone from the outside see. As I said, I have nothing. I end up finding a Anudaran and catching it. It's level 2. I wanted it level 4, but I catch it because I don't know the odds for catching a level 4 Nidoran. I don't know what they are. And there's a Nidoran right there. So I catch it and name it King because it's gonna evolve into Nito King. This I believe is going to be my main for a big chunk of my playthrough. Pika, it's my starter. I'm gonna love it because it's my starter and that's how I function. But Pika's not going to be my main, because its stats are not, are not there. It's an ordinary Pikachu, which later on is going to be outplayed by a lot of Pokemon. But at the moment, it's level 6. And I have a rival battle, which can get me money and experience. And both are very exciting. See, the optional battle is right above where you catch Nidoran. The rival will appear and will be like, Hey, you want to face a Pokemon League? I bet you don't have any badges. So let's battle. And, you know, we we battle. He has a level 9 Spearow right off the bat, which is stronger than both my Pokemon. Combined, I have a level 6 Pikachu and a level 2 Nidoran. And I'm not worried in the slightest, because Pikachu can do super effective damage. (laughs) It's gonna be great, right? It pulls off Growl after Growl, and eventually, I do beat it. At this point, I'm switch training, which means I'm starting off with Nidoran and switching it out to Pika right away so that it gets experience for that battle. And it takes me a while, but I beat the Sparrow after Peck, which should do minimal damage to Pikachu. Almost kill. It does two-thirds of Pikachu's health because of the moves that it's using. This is not good. I have two potions, which could help. But the fact that I'd have to use one this early in the game... And it's a valuable resource. It's not ideal. So we beat it. Pikachu gets to level 7. That's great. King gets to level 3. You know, that's great. That's progress. Out comes Eevee, which spams Sand Attack. Which lowers Pikachu's accuracy. Spams Tail Whip. Which lowers Pikachu's defense. And obliterates both of my Pokemon, and I lose money, and I run to the Pokemon Center to heal. I don't see this as a big deal, because yes, I may have lost some money, but this means I can go back and battle him again. His Pokemon will be at the exact same levels they were, and that means even if I lose again, I can go back and get more experience. And with Pika at level 7, even though his Spearow is two levels higher, I don't have a problem with it. I go in, it's a little annoying, it takes out half a Pika's health. We get to Eevee and oh my god, it's a pain in the ass. Again, spamming Sand Attack, lower my accuracy. Spamming uh, Tail Whip, lowering my defense. Which means it has to do less tackles. And I have to keep switching in order to hit it once. Mind you, Pika's Thundershock, which is its only attacking move at the moment, is doing about a fifth of its health. This is terrible. And I lose a second time. And then it hits me. I should have just gone, bought in a potion. This way I can heal up one turn and have more turns to take him down. Excellent plan. I go to the Pokemon. I go to buy a potion. I realize I only have $500. I can only buy one potion. He's taken a big chunk of my money twice. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't put 2 and 2 together until that very moment. If I didn't beat him now, I would have no money. But at this point, you know. I did get King to level 5. So that's a plus. Uh eh. Okay. Round 3 against Oberon. And he says the exact same thing. As he did the first two times. Hey. You trying to get to the league? Can't do that. Because you don't have badges. Let's battle. A bit of a side story. When I first got Pokemon Leaf Green. I was going to start with a Squirtle. And I caught a Pidgey. And I went to this battle. Where he had a Pidgey, and a Bulbasaur. And because I lost so many times in this very battle, I quit the game, restarted, got a Charmander, beat him by some miracle, and then just gave up on Squirtle. Loved Charizard. Fast forward to today, where I can't restart and get another starter... (laughs) his Eevee. His Eevee may be level 8, which is one level lower than his Spearow. But Spearow's not a big deal. I deal super effective damage, it doesn't. And while Eevee deals neutral damage... Sand Attack. Sand Attack. Tail Whip. It's annoying. It's terrible. Eventually, he does get Pika out, cold, leaving me to face a level 8 Eevee with a level 5 Nidoran. And this thing's got maybe 90% of its health? That's not good. Somehow, I end up pulling it off, because all he does is spam Tail Whip and the occasional sand attack. He never uses Tackle, it's weird. But in that one fight... King jumps from level 5... to level 8 after beating his... Eevee. This is incredible. I was worried about... getting to level 12... to getting Double Kick, because I didn't have that many opportunities to fight trainers... between Now and Brock. And now, King is my main Pokemon. He gained the move Horn Attack, which is going to be great until I get better moves. But for the time being, I'm excited. Horn Attack is going to deal great damage. And I go into Viridian Forest. It's nostalgic. I remember being 8, 9, 10 years old. Playing Pokemon Leaf Green, going through the Verdean forest. It's nighttime. I'm holding up a flashlight to see, because the Game Boy didn't have backlight strong enough to play in the dark. You know, the good old days. And I remember the forest being dark, and I'm playing as a kid. And I'm like, what's a ten-year-old doing in the forest in the dark in the middle of the night? Like, this is not great. This is nerve-wracking. But having that nostalgic feeling aside, I make it through, battle a lot of the trainers, get a potion and a Pokeball, which, after fighting my rival and losing so much money, is a godsend. And I make it through. I make it through with King at level 12 and Pika at level 8. Now I have double kick, and that's the one miracle I need because in order to face Brock, I'm going to need every advantage I can get, and this is the one advantage I have so that's episode one um, I'm trying to keep these short or short compared to every other recording that team we tried does. But that's episode 1. I'm going to stop there. um, Because I'm doing this right after I play. And I want to fight Brock. Actually, I'm going to face Brock right now as I'm recording. So that episode 2 can be... Can stop after I beat Misty. And this way you guys get my reaction. And I've just fought... In the game. I just fought the first trainer. In the gym. He's the only trainer in the gym. He's a little junior trainer. A youngster. Who says that. I'll never beat Brock. In like late years or whatever. Man. This is the one downside to the Pokemon world. Where they send 10 year olds off. Not to get an education. But to get gym battles light years measures distance not time he would have known that if he went to school instead of Brock's gym but he didn't so now I'm facing Brock and all I have is an electric mouse and a poisonous bunny I like my odds. Usually when I face Brock, I have that first gym jitters. That feeling of excitement where if you, ch- especially if you chose a starter that's weak to whatever you're facing, it's that nervousness, that excitement. The first big battle of the game. And I'm excited. I'm he says he's a he's a rock type gym leader and it's odd because the kid that I just faced has Sandshrew and Diglett two ground types and yes his Geodude and Onix are rock types but they're also ground types this is not a ground type uh, this is not a rock type gym this is a ground type gym (laughs) like uh, seriously this should be corrected but, you know what? Whatever. His Geodude's level 10. Pika's level 9. I thought it was level 8. It's level 9. I'm doing some Switch training so that Pika can catch up to King. It is my starter. I am going to need it for Misty. And King is level 12. I'm excited. Double Kick. Uh, Double Kick doesn't do that much, but it hits twice. That's good. Can it, does it? Right now he's spamming tackle, which is great, because if he uses rock or ground type moves, that's terrible, that's super effective against me. But it's only going to take three. It's only going to take three double kicks to take out Geodude. Which means. You know, it's not a problem. His Geodude is taken care of. He's about to switch to Onix. And I'm switching to Pika. One, so Pika can gain experience. And two, so that I can heal King. Oh. <laughs> I say oh, but I should explain. Um, I'm used to his Onix being level 14. Either because... I- it was level 14 when I faced it in Leaf Green or because I'm misremembering but it's only level 12 (laughs) and its strongest move is Bind which does neutral damage I don't think I could switch out because it's using Bind but I'm going to try to pull off some Tail Whips oh it's using Bide I hate Bide Bide is a move where it stores power for like 2 or 3 turns which means it's not going to attack for 2 or 3 turns. But once those 2 or 3 turns are up. It releases a huge amount of damage. Towards my Pokemon. I'm going to spam Tail Whips to lower its defense. And it unleashes energy. energy. Onix's attack missed. Oh my god this is amazing. That would have KO'd Pika. I'm going to switch to King. And now that its defense is lowered a lot. Because of that Tail Whip spam. It, it uses Bide. Uh, because of that super lower defense and a super effective double kick, I should be able to take it out. More than half its health was taken out by one double kick. And because of Pika, it's in the red. And because it's going to just keep absorbing energy for Bide, King KO'd Onyx. This is. If I picked Squirtle, or Bulbasaur in some of the other Kanto games, then uh, Brock would have been no problem. But this is the first time I've had an easy, an easy battle against Brock. This may be insanely stupid, but this is the easiest battle I've had against Brock. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> this is great <laughs> and I get the boulder badge oh my god this is incredible <laughs> my very first badge in Pokemon Timeline it's the easiest battle against Brock I've ever had oh god <laughs> that might be sad but jeez. okay guys that officially is the end of episode 1 of Pokemon Timeline where I've gotten my my boulder badge. <laughs> the easiest battle against Brock in my life. That's, that's incredible. I didn't think I would pull that off that easily. And I also get bide, which is great. TMs in this generation. And all the way up to Unova will break. So a lot of the time when I'm using them in Kanto in Joso, and Johto and Sinnoh. Uh you're gonna hear me talking about figuring out what TM I want to use for which Pokemon because of this. You're gonna hear me talking about them a lot different for Unova, for X, for uh Alpha not Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby. And for Ultra Moon, because they, the TMs won't break. So I can use them over and over and teach the same move to different Pokemon. Or if I want to switch out a move set, I can always get the move back. And I won't have any any problems to doing that. Here, TMs do break. So I'm going to have to strategize a lot more. But for now, I'm saving the game. And I'm letting you guys go. Uh, next episode is Mount Moon, is Misty, and I'm excited. Here we go.